everyone. I'm George Farrell. I am the founder of Black Pack, founded in 2015, to elect black conservatives across the country. And we were very successful. This time around, we elected Byron Donalds to Congress from Florida. He's a great guy. Uh, he has previous experience. He was actually a state representative in Florida before he ran for Congress for three terms. So we are having a lot of success. We also have Burgess Owens in Colorado. And we have about four or five other uh, elected officials from across the country that we were successful in getting elected. So with that, I'll introduce myself. Black PAC does stand for the Black Latin Asian Knowledge Political Action Committee, which means that we help Black Latin Asians get elected across the country. So that's the Black PAC story. So thank you so much for listening today to our broadcast. This is George Farrell from Black PAC. We'll be right back after these important messages. Let your legacy begin today. Drink Mongoose Water. Mongoose Water gets his name from legendary light heavyweight champion Archie Moore. He was called the Mongoose because of his agility and stamina. Do you have trouble staying hydrated and energized during your workouts? Does it always seem like you're thirsty? Try Mongoose Water. It is refreshing and rejuvenating. It has an alkaline level of 8.5 to 9.5. Train like the best, drink the best. Mongoose Water, coming soon to a store near you. Go to www.mongoosewater.com. That's www.mongoosewater.com. That's a good segue into everybody knows that we just had an election. Yes. And we've had still going on, I guess I should say. Yes. Uh, so kind of give us, I know you kind of told us one of the, the successes, one of the people that won. What was Black Pack looking for? What were you guys trying to accomplish? And what did you think were your things that worked and things that kind of you need to even do even better next time? Well, during, during an autopsy of the election, the president and uh, the president-elect are still battling it out. We don't know where this thing is going to end up. But what we did find out from our numbers in Black Pack is that if you're running as a Republican in the South, you cannot win without the Black Republican vote. So the Black Republican vote is actually the most important vote for the Republican Party, which means the Republican Party needs us more than we need them. So uh, right now we're, we're getting ready for 2022. We're getting our Black candidates and our Black nominees ready. And if they're successful, some of them are going to run as independents and some of them are going to run as Republicans. Uh, but our candidates are shaped by values. They're pro-life, they're pro-Second Amendment, and they're pro-school choice. Those are the three issues that Black PAC candidates all believe in. Pro-life, pro-choice, pro-Second Amendment. Uh, and once we get that out the way, everything else is relative. So uh, we expect to have about 20 to 30, maybe more, uh, candidates running for Congress, Black, Hispanic, and Asian in 2022. We're going to support them all. And if the Republican Party doesn't support us, we'll run as independents. So let me okay. say that one more time. Let's make this clear. The Republican Party needs us more than we need them. Excellent. Now, there's two parts to that. One, I wanted to, to break down, because you guys have one of the the best databases of any of the packs out there. So you 
you know what you're talking about. It's not like you're just yes. speaking anecdotal. You're talking from data and stats that show, just like you said, in order for the Republican Party to win, they need the black Republican vote. Correct. That's why they lost in Georgia, because uh, I hate to say this, but the person that really caused loss in Georgia, and I'm not blaming him, but Herman Cain, I believe, passed in June. And Herman Cain was a very influential black Republican in Georgia. I think Herman Cain probably controlled about 100 to 200,000 votes. And when he passed, no one picked up that mantle in Georgia. And the folks that the president thought he could count on uh, weren't really politicians. They're, they're, uh, uh, they, they weren't politicians, they were cheerleaders. So without Herman Cain, the Republican Party didn't have a chance to win in Georgia. So that is the, that's what our autopsy revealed, that Herman Cain, without Herman Cain, the Republican Party can't win a statewide race in Georgia. So it's very important for the Republican Party to interact with real politicians, with real business people, uh, if they want to maintain control in the South. Uh, and that's not going to happen because in the South, every from Florida to, to Texas, every race is only won by two or three percent. And that's why the black Republican vote is so important. As you said, that black Republican vote in Black Pack has three main point platforms. That's our platform. Pro-life, pro-choice, pro-Second Amendment. Those okay. three things don't change. Pro-God, of course. Right. But you can be Muslim, too. And be very conservative. Very, a lot of Muslims are extremely conservative. And so. that's something I know you've talked about before is that's one of the things that needs to improve is being able to reach out and explain what what the what this means what the conservative movement means because a lot of those values are shared within minority communities black communities latin communities asian communities those are things that are shared values and to speak to those those populations you need to speak to those values more correct You'll find that a lot of Asians and Hispanics are very traditional, traditional marriage. And uh, the black family is still intact, even though we're always painted as single father, fatherless households. That's not really true. So we have a, a lot of fathers that are involved in their children's lives that stay married. Um, they move to the suburbs so they can stay married. So their children will have green grass and, and go to good schools. So what you'll find is that these groups, when we talk to them about issues and not a candidate, but the issues that are important to them, the, to them and how these issues manifest themselves in having a strong family structure. That's what it's all about. And I like that point. And I think that's something that should be stressed more because I think the message gets lost in the messenger a lot of times, especially in the Black, Latin and Asian communities and those. Yes. And I know you've, you've mentioned it before, but can you kind of speak to how that played out like in a state where uh, Georgia or Florida, the contrast and how it played out in the fact that the minority populations are majorities in some of those, those states? Well, in, in Florida, I'm glad you mentioned that. In Florida, the Hispanic population, the Hispanic and black population is about 20, actually 40 percent, 40 to 44 percent in Florida. Uh, is 35% in Georgia, the Black, Latin, and Asian is, uh, 
population. So that's why it's becoming harder and harder for even Democrats to win that because people realize that the Democrats pro-abortion stance and live and let live stance and not really uh, keeping black families together or any family together is not what they believe in. So when you get to the point where the Republican Party can talk to issues, to families, to children, how important schools and school choice are, you can win if you have a message. I don't even think the candidates are important sometimes. If they don't have a message, it doesn't matter. That's an important aspect. And I I even remember something that you had said about how in this race and how candidates in the future need to build a base, meaning start with something, either if you haven't been into politics before, start with something at the smaller level and build that base and that following and that experience to get to the, the next level, be it a house or the Congress or that type of thing. Can you speak to that a little? Yes. Uh, a candidate needs to know the purpose of government and the purpose of a politician. So one of the things when we do our candidate training class, we talk about the purpose of a politician. The purpose of a politician is to enrich their constituents, whether it's school board, city council, or Senate. You have to have a plan that's going to enrich your community, which means if, if your schools are failing in your, in your area and you want to be elected to the school board, what's your plan to make those schools better? You have to have a plan. That's, that's your purpose. If you go to the state house, there's a big pot of money that the state hands out all over the place that goes towards school construction, road construction, sewers, and just good infrastructure. If you live in a community with bad infrastructure where the trees aren't cut, uh, the roads aren't paved, then your job as a state legislature is to go up to the state house and bring that money back home and get those roads paved and get those schools built correctly and bring those computers to those schools so kids will have them. So your whole purpose as a legislator, no matter what level you are, is to bring that money back home. So the best way to learn that is to start small before you start running for Congress, before you start running for the U.S. Senate, because God told you so, because God didn't tell you that. God told you to go get the training first, because you can't go from elementary school to college. So you cannot go from, a, uh, you can't just say, I'm going to run for office, if you, a good example of that actually is uh, a couple of congressmen that that uh, have run one time in laws. Karen Handel in Georgia ran in 2016, got elected, lost in 2018. Alan West, great guy, loved him to death, great conservative. He ran in Florida, did two years, got lost the next time. Why? Because they didn't know what their purpose was. They thought their purpose was to be important and to look important. Your purpose as a, as a congressperson or elected official is not to be the most important person in the room, it's to be the most important servant in the room, to help people get attain what they want to attain, to bring that money back to those communities. And so with that said, so when can we expect a, a candidate training class from Black Pack? When's the next one going to come up? Well, we're doing an event on, on February 20th, which is Black History Month in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, it's our Frederick Douglass event. It's actually not our event. It's a Black Republican Club. But I'm speaking along with Byron Donalds. Um, and after that, probably about two or three months, we're going to join with New Journey Pack, which is Bo Snurley, which is James Golden. And we're going to do a candidate tra training class, most likely in Florida. And we'll probably try to do one in California, too. 
uh, with Albert Guillory, with Jennifer Carroll, former Lieutenant Governor of Florida, with Albert Guillory, former state representative in Louisiana, myself, and a couple of our elected politicians so they can tell you what the real deal is and how to get elected. All right. And you know, you're welcome here in California to, to, to put that on. I, I'll make sure you got a spot for that. I got the time. Look, look, I got the time. I got the time. <laughs> I got my black pack watch, so I got plenty of time. <laughs> That's another thing. Tell them about the the merch, I guess they say, as the kids say today. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm being very selective. Who, who gets to wear these watches? Because it, it involves a lot of blood and sweat. So, so, so far, Elbert Gilley has received one. Former Lieutenant Governor Jennifer Carroll has received one. Um, Robert Whitmore, who's a great accountant, has received one. Vernon Robinson. Vernon Robinson does a lot of radio ads in black media, uh, getting people elected. He, he's received one. So the people who have the experience and knowledge and how to get people elected, that's who has been receiving these black pack watches for their Christmas gift. I may put it on the market later. So. But okay. right now we get the people to show them that we appreciate their time. While we're talking about it, where do they go to get more information on black pack? On Black Pack, our website is www.blakpac.gop. That's blakpac.gop. You can search our website. We're also on Twitter at Real Black Pack, R-E-A-L-B-L-A-K-P-A-C, Real Black Pack. We're on Instagram. Uh, I think we have over 30,000 followers on LinkedIn. So we're very popular on LinkedIn where we share a lot of opinions. Um, and you'll find us on Parlor. We're also on Parlor. In Facebook, you can find us on Facebook at Blackpack, B-L-A-K-P-A-C. So you can find us all over social media. Um, and if you need more information, feel free to go to the website and email me directly. I know another thing that we talked about and we talk about a lot um, is mm -hmm. diversity and getting diversity in not only in the political realm, but in the business realm and with the billion dollars that were spent in these campaigns kind of talk about how how that money was spent and how you'd like to see it going forward well here's what i like to see we have an art fletcher pledge that we ask parties and candidates to take that they're going to spend at least 10 percent of their campaign money with black businesses that's printers that's radio that staff is is the whole gamut so what we try to do is encourage these candidates uh, that, and this is white candidates, black candidates, all candidates to look to the black community to spend that money and, and give some black kids some internship and some ex experience in politics so they can get started. So we have a pledge. It's called the Art Fletcher Pledge. Art Fletcher is considered the father of affirmative action. He actually wrote the, the affirmative action plans back in the Nixon administration that got the first black senior level executives hired in government. So that's why we call it the Art Fletcher Pledge. So the Art Fletcher Pledge, go to our website, is there. You can take it. We ask for all the candidates to take it. We need to see, I think, about both parties, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, will raise a billion dollars each going into 2022. That's a billion dollars. So if you can't find $100 million to spend with black businesses, then you aren't serious about inclusion. So don't talk about it unless you're going to be about it. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't know the the I call it the game, the gamesmanship yeah. and the the way that that is actually a real thing that they can do, because 
there is a structure to that, meaning they have priority vendors, they have uh, no bid contracts. It's it's a, a business. There is no bidding in politics. You just go with who you know. There's no bidding. So, I, I mean, you can compare one printer to another, but we're saying, hey, you need to use the black printer. You need to go on black radio. There's no bidding to go on a radio station, to go on TV One or, or any of the radio stations that are black owned, uh, to be on any of the talk shows. And There's so, no they, bidding. And so they can go to whoever they want. They can choose whoever they want. And if they are so inclined to, to be committed to this diversity that they are, are professing, then yes. this would be something that would benefit all yeah. parties. I would love to hear more uh, uh, black or Republican commercials on Steve Harvey. I like to hear more Charlemagne the God, not just talking, but also the commercials to follow up. That was what, what needs to happen, not just get on their talk shows, but advertise while you're on your talk shows. Uh, so we still have BET. <laughs> uh, we still have some, some black media that uh, I think there's still a lot of black newspapers that that uh, are very effective in the black community. There's Haitian newspapers, there's uh, Hispanic newspapers. So all of this needs to really, somebody really needs to take a look at this and say, are we gonna spend our money with the people who we're asking to vote or are we just gonna try to trick them to vote us? And, and we're past, we're way past tricking in the next election season, next major election season, 2022. So we'll see if people are going to actually put their money where their mouth is, and then ask for the vote. And I agree with you. And I think that one of the things that we can say that's come out of this election process is a level of awareness that I don't think has been there in my lifetime, that people are really getting engaged. So like you said, they should, if we're speaking to the issues, that's a whole nother level that we're taking this thing to. And so with that level of diversity, that also extends to candidates also. So, yes. and I think that's one of the, the unique and very important things that Black Pack does is it, it is very in your face. Look, we are, we're not just talking inclusion. We're backing it up. We're backing up. And let me say this, the Democratic Party when, when black governor, when, when black uh, congressmen were first elected in the Democratic parties in the 70s and 80s in larger numbers, what you really had, you had a lot of, um, it was mayors, black mayors coming out of black cities like Cleveland and Washington, D.C., but there were also a lot of black pastors that were elected as the first black congressman. And what I'm sad to see is that these, these same black religious leaders are not standing up to the Democratic Party saying we're not going to support your abortion. We need our black con we need our black pastors to stand up as a group and say we're not going to support support abortion and, and to take control of the Democratic Party. That was swing the Democratic Party back to conservative. But we're not getting our pastors, our religious leaders involved in politics the way they should be. They're let they have this go along, get along attitude, which is wrong. Uh, the Democratic Party was at one time more conservative than the Republican Party. So I would like to see the Democratic Party come back to where their roots are back in the 70s or 80s when all the first black congressmen were elected. And, and they were all religious leaders or they were all mayors of major urban cities. So now also, we, as you talk about diversity and getting more people involved, 
and I know you come from a business background. Can you talk to the the leadership in the communities and how and what they should do to help increase this diversity within within the party? Well, the business leaders, the black business leaders also have to participate in in getting blacks elected. They can't just let people get out there on their own. So our successful business leaders, and, and we're going to have quite a few of them at this luncheon, uh, black gentlemen that are worth it. I know at least 10 to $20 million each that are not participating in politics. I'm going to sit them down and say, if you don't participate, you're not going to protect the community. You're always talking about you want to give back. Give back by protecting your community, starting at the school board level, getting the right people elected to the school board. You are the person on your school board that's going to have traditional values. And a lot of our black business leaders are skipping over this race. A lot of our black candidates are skipping over the school board race. Right now, our kids are hungry. I think we talked about this before. They're not eating because they have the wrong people on the school board who are concerned more about transgender issues than feeding our children or educating our children or, or doing homeschool. That's what we need. We need some people who really care about those issues, not the issues that have to do with sexual identity. People are suffering. Our kids may not be eating. They're not learning uh, because of this COVID. So we need to have people who really care, who understand that community, who might see a kid that looks like they're a little bit hungry and wants to get them to somewhere where they can eat. So let's, let's bring this back and get our people who care about it, our millionaires who have done well in the, in the United States and have them get on those school boards or at least donate to the right person to get on that school board. As I've said many times, I appreciate what you guys are doing there at Black Pack because you are, you're walking the walk. You're not just, we're walking the walk. Yeah. You're not just saying, okay, this is what we want done. You're matching businessmen with mm-hmm. candidates, training candidates up, getting them out there and getting them the, the time that they need. What do you think needs to happen on a grander scale? What should we be doing more of to get this diversity front and center well, and keep it moving? We, we just need to do it. We need to do it. We need to raise the money. We need to raise the money from Black-owned businesses. We don't need to be begging to, to, to white donors all the time. This is something we got to do ourselves. We've got to take a look, a serious look, because I believe within the next four, six months, both parties are going to be weakened and, and break apart, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Neither party is getting along. Neither party is, is happy right now. On the Democratic side, you're going to have a lot of infighting between the Blacks who don't get, think they're getting enough opportunity and the Hispanics who aren't getting enough opportunity in the Democratic Party. And they're going to become very vocal. On the Republican side, you're going to have uh, President Trump... <laughs> And who is already split up with the Republican Party. It may not be known, but President Trump has started his own PACs that have already raised almost $200 million. And he's taking donors from the Republican Party. So that party is already in in acting to split up. The Republican Party is already splitting up. There's going to be a Trumpican and a Republican. So people are going to choose sides and you're going to see that fight go on for the next two years. It, but this actually, these two fights with the Democrat and the Republican Party is infighting actually makes the black vote that much more important. We become the deciding factor in just about every race, Democrat or Republican. But we have to understand our value. We have to know that that's the value that we have and that we bring to the table. And we have to get something in exchange for it. 
we have to get some of those government dollars back into our communities. We had to get them into our schools. We can't just give our vote away on either side of the top of the aisle. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's that's a very poignant thing to say because I think a lot of times people think of it as, okay, well, you know, it's it's altruistic. You're just doing this. Yes, there's a there's a level of altruism to it where you are doing it for the good of society, but the the business side of it is okay, my value is as of such an importance that this is what I need you to do for my community in order to get our support. And I, I don't think that's even talked about enough. So that's a good, a very good topic. No, we need, we need to talk about it a lot. We need to talk about what, what is our value in the system? You know, if, okay. Um, I think we got plenty. Is there anything that you wanted to add? Are there any other events or uh, trainings or anything you want to put out? Our event, January 20th, you can see that on our Facebook or our Twitter, on our Instagram, and you can even donate to the event, $20 or whatever. The tickets are only $35, and the whole table is $350. So uh, there's not a very expensive event for the quality of people who are going to be there. You're going to have a freshman congressman. You'll have me. Uh, you'll have some great speakers. You're going to see some very important people there from Florida and around the country. So $35 to meet these great people is a bargain. So I hope that you'll come. I, I hope to see you there, Terrence. Terrence, thank you so much for interviewing me and, and uh, putting this ball together. I really appreciate it. We're going to not become a target. We're going to look at uh, growing Black Pack again and getting Blacks elected at all levels of office. And um, we just hope that everybody just supports us and support us. You can support us with donations or you can just support us by sharing our content, however you like to do it. But let's get ready for 2022. Let's get ready to put some people in office. Let's get ready to put some, some really good people in office. And maybe, uh, you know, in 1865, there were, there were seven blacks in Congress, seven black Republicans. Right now we only have three, Tim Scott and the two that we just elected, Byron Donalds and Burgess Owens. So we've got a lot of work to do to get more blacks in Congress on both sides of the aisle that can talk together and understand that our issue is about doing what's best for our community, not doing what's best for us by being famous, but giving our giving ourselves in service to our communities. Anybody Can Youth Foundation teaches our youth to step off into life with their best foot forward, without cowardice, but with courage and dignity. ABC was founded by legendary light heavyweight champion Archie Moore in 1957. He had a heart and passion for helping the youth. He believed if we went into the business of prevention, we could save billions of dollars and millions of lives. He started ABC to teach youth the basic ABCs of life. Are you concerned about the world today? Do you want to help train our youth to be the change needed in the world? Join us in the fight for equality, in the fight for justice, in the fight for our youth. If you would like to help, go to www.abcyouthfoundation.org. That's www.abcyouthfoundation.org. Be well and be blessed.